welcome to the Elevate Life podcast channel. We hope this sermon encourages and inspires you so you can go and grow to your next level. For more information about our church, please visit our website, elevate.life. Enjoy the message. Hey, let's make our declarations. Can we do that? And again, if everybody would just stand with me, we're having church, y'all. Say it with me. I declare that I'm created in the image of God. I am blessed to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and take dominion. I declare that 2020 is my year of transformation. Things are not just going to change for the better, but 2020 will be my best year ever. I declare that 2020 is double, double for me, double blessing, double anointing, double portion of good things in every area of my life. I declare that according to Psalm 6511, that God is crowning my year with goodness and my path will drip with abundance. I declare that as I am taught the word of God and apply it, that I am wonderfully well and blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Come on, put a big amen on that, all right? Let's remember when we clap, heaven's coming to earth. Let's remember when we clap, God's super is coming into our natural. Let's remember when we clap, God's possibility is coming into our impossibility. And in the name of Jesus, I speak and declare by faith that this coronavirus is coming to an end in Jesus' name. Amen. So glad again that you're here. And again, I know Pastor Sheila mentioned this to you, but we will be doing communion in just a a few minutes together. And so make sure you prepare some crackers or juice or whatever you have there in your house. Well, our transformation scripture for this year, I just wanna read that and then I wanna start. And so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all God has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world. That includes fear. You know, it's a a behavior of the world to have fear. This is faith talk. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. And you know, I just saw something that I've never seen reading this scripture and I've read it hundreds of times, literally in my life. This is one of the scriptures I've memorized, so powerful. But look at this, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So until we allow God to elevate our thinking, we won't know really what his will is. And I think that's why so many people struggle because it's not that God's word isn't true. It's not that God's word doesn't work, but their thinking never changes. So they don't transform to be able to hear the word of the Lord, to be able to respond to the word of the Lord. And that's, that's one of the reasons I wanna talk to you today about this subject how to be certain in uncertain times. I'm gonna spend this week and next week talking about this. This is part one this week, but how to be certain in uncertain times. Uh, There was an Instagram post that I posted this week. And again, a new leadershipology is uncertainty in life 
gives us the opportunity to exercise our faith in the certainty of God. And then I explained it and you see it there on your screen. The Bible does not say without certainty, it's impossible to please God. It does say without faith, it's impossible to please God. So God is not pleased because you are certain without him. In fact, even with God, there is many things that are uncertain in our life. Our world is filled with uncertainty. And I posted this, all uncertainty gives us the opportunity to please God because without uncertainty, we would not need to have faith. So the word of God tells us to walk by faith and not by sight according to 2 Corinthians 5, 7. In these uncertain times, walk by faith in the certainty of who God is, that he loves you, knowing that man, with man things are uncertain. They're, that means they're impossible. But with God, all things are certain, therefore all things are possible for them that believe, believe in what? In the certainty of God. So many uncertainties in life, so many uncontrollables in life. And how do we, how can we be certain in an uncertain world? And I hope this encourages you. I'm just praying that God will open up your heart and that, that the word of God will just go right into your heart, right into your spirit. And today you will feel hope. Today you will feel encouragement. Today you will feel his peace. In fact, I just speak his peace to you. I speak his peace to your family. I, I don't often mention things that come to me in direct messages. Some of the direct messages that I get through digital media, through social media, uh, I see, frankly, some of them I don't. But today, I saw one that very much concerned me. Somebody sent me a direct message right before this service and they said, I've lost my job. I feel like I've been faithful in my giving. I've lost hope. I've just thrown my Bible against the wall. I'm taking my life. And that's, that's what happens in an uncertain world when our hope is in anything else but God. And I appealed to that person. I said, please do not do this. I'm so sorry that this has happened. But, and I gave them a, a person to contact, to reach out to. But these are the times that we live in. These are the times where, you know, people feel like, hey, I've trusted God. I've given, I've done everything that I can do. And that's why we need to gather together. That's why we need each other's strengths. That's why we need to know that this is a common struggle. Listen, everybody's struggling right now. The whole world is struggling right now. And uh, so I just, I just wanna encourage you, no matter what, no matter what, know God loves you, 
No, God is with us, not just with you, but he is with you, but he's with us. And this is why we need each other. And this is why we need to connect in this season. So how, how can you be certain in an uncertain world? Here's the first thing, know what God said. Not know what God says, but know what God said. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You have to know what God said. So I wanna to talk to you about what God said. Romans 15, four says, whatever was written in scripture in days gone by was written for our instruction that through patient endurance and through the encouragement drawn from scriptures, we might hold fast to hope. Another translation says it this way, and the scriptures, the word of God, gives us hope and encouragement, listen now, as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. How do you get, un, how do you get certain in an uncertain world? You've gotta know what God said. I wanna encourage you in this season. I've been doing it in my own life. I already read the Bible, but I've been reading the Bible even more. I've been getting the word out even more because what God said is what he is saying and what he will always say. Let me say that again. What God said is what God is saying right now and it's what he will always say. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Proverbs 30 verse five says this, every word of God, every word of God is tested and refined like silver. He is a shield to those who trust and take refuge in him. So you've gotta be the one that knows what God said. Every word is gonna be tested. Every word that God says, every, everything that's been written in the Bible, watch this, will be tested, tested how? In your life, in your life. But I find this interesting. He's a shield to those who trust and who take refuge in him, not those who doubt him. If, if your uncertainty in the seen realm, which is temporary, by the way, the Bible says the things that are temporary are, are, are seen things. Everything that we can see is temporary. The things that are unseen are eternal things. But if your uncertainty is driven just by what you see, you're not knowing what God said and what he says and what he will always say. His word endures forever. The Bible says in Isaiah 40, verse eight, yes, grass withers and flowers fade, but the word of our God endures forever. Why don't, why don't we all just clap together on that one, amen? The word of God endures forever. In good times, in bad times, in our valleys and on our mountaintops, in our sickness and in our health, God's word will be tried and tested in our life and he becomes a shield and a refuge to those who understand that no matter what happens, his word endures forever. The Bible says in Psalms 119 verse 105, your word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a guide to me and it's a light to my path. But I wanna go all the way back. And for those of you that have been with me for any amount of time in the last two years, in the last 20 years, you've heard me talk about this. Let's go all the way back to what God said and the conditions that the world was in when he said it. 
The Bible says in Genesis, the first chapter, verse one, this is all the way back, y'all, all the way back, back, back to the beginning of the book, the first page of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, that's, that's a synopsis. He created everything. And I wanna tell you, in this situation, God, there's no surprises, good and evil in the world. There's no surprises, no virus, no pestilence, no, no enemy of God, no, no uh, situation or circumstances that takes, God created it all. So this is how it starts. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then listen to the condition for which God spoke into. The earth was without form. It was void. Darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And verse three is the first God said. Then God said, then God said, say it with me, let there be light. So when the world was dark, when it was void, when it was chaotic, when it was really good for nothing, this virus is good for nothing. God said, let there be light. And I just say over these airwaves, I say with this technology, I say, let there be light. Would you say it with me? Come on, let there be light. And there was light and God saw the light and that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness and God called the light day and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. You know why? Because God said it, God said it. Most of you have heard me teach on this, but I'm gonna give you a quick synopsis to remind you that when God's first said, then remember, if God said it, He's saying it and he will always say it. God's word endures forever. Grass comes, grass goes. The flowers come, the flowers fade away. Our life, we have life and then we die. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, but watch this. The earth was without form, it was void, it was darkness, it was chaotic. God said, let there be light. Let me tell you what that means. God created light so, so we could dispel darkness not just to give us a son, but to show the power that we have with our mouth to say what God said that dispels the darkness in our life. You can walk around in every room in your house, say, let there be light. You can walk in your business, let there be light. You can walk down your street, say, let there be light. Why? Because you're saying what God said. And when you say what God said, you'll see what God sees. The second day God created the heavens. I just find this so interesting. After he created light, on earth, he created the heavens. That speaks of atmosphere. God created atmosphere so that we could flourish in every area of our life. Our design is to not only be light bringers, but watch this, our design on earth is to bring heaven on earth. Let's do that right now. God, I thank you that we pause right now, come into agreement with me right now. We pause right now and we say, as your disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your name is above every sickness, above every disease, above every virus, above every difficulty, above every problem, above every cancer, above every spirit. And so you are our God. Give us this day our daily bread. Help us not to worry about what's gonna happen, 
But our assignment is to bring heaven to earth. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God has called us to bring heaven to earth. Come on, that's what we're doing in the name of Jesus. Put an amen on that. On the third day, God created the earth. That represents structure. God created structure so we could build whatever we want. What kind of family do you want? What kind of business do you want? That's not subject to a virus. That's not contingent on whether things go good or bad. What structure do you need in your life to build what you want? Keep building what you want. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He built it all. And when there was chaos and when there was void and when there was darkness, and he said, let there be light. That's what you have the power to do because you're God's son and you're God's daughter. He then created the heavens. We have the power to bring heaven to earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then he created the earth, which represents structure, which anything I decide to build, watch this, can sustain anything that comes my way. Why? Because the structure is there. Do you know that when my flesh has gone off my body, buried in a casket, that my bones will still be there? That's how important structure is. And guess what? This virus or anything else doesn't change this structure. You keep building what you want. Build the kind of family you want. Build the kind of business you want. Build the kind of life you want in the name of Jesus. Delight yourself in the Lord. Jesus' great, great, great grandfather said, David, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Build what you want. Build it the way you want it. Here's the fourth thing. On the fourth day, God created the sun, the moon, and the stars to, to rule over and govern the earth and the seasons of the earth. This represents order so that the rhythm in our life would produce the, the right rhyme in our life. God wants order. You see, when your life is out of order, things aren't gonna go the right way. In fact, on the fifth day, God created everything that lived and moved on the earth as a picture of when God creates something that moves, it's unstoppable. So I want you to see the first five days of creation. Here's what happened. God creates light in the midst of darkness. God creates heaven, which represents atmosphere. God creates the earth, which represents structure. God creates sun, moon, stars to create order in our life. And on the fifth day, God created everything the Bible says that moved in the earth. He created to show a picture of our life. When the light is there, the atmosphere can be right. When the atmosphere is right, you can get the structure right. When the structure is right, there can be order in your life. When there's order in your life, things can get moving in the right direction. If in your life, things aren't moving in the right direction, listen to me, it's not because of coronavirus. It's not because of this or because of that or because of them or because of Shem or he or them, whatever. It's not because of any of that. God has called us as his sons and daughters in the earth to use the same creative force based on what he said and to say what he said. And when we say what he said, we will see what he sees no matter what's happening in this earth. So again, light dispels the darkness. Heaven, atmosphere creates heaven on earth, gives us the power to flourish in every area of our life when the atmosphere is right. The structure, God created structure so we could build whatever we want. God created the sun, the moon, and the stars so there could be order in our life. God created 
everything that moved on the earth so that we could understand that we are put on the earth to be unstoppable, to get things moving in the right direction. On the sixth day, God created man in his own image and his own likeness so that he wanted us to understand that we are like him, created in his image, supernaturally endowed to do what? To multiply in good things. And so on the sixth day, God created relationships. And then on the seventh day, God created the Sabbath. And the Bible says, keep the Sabbath for it is holy. And that's what we're doing. We may not be in this building, but guess what? The church is all over in houses everywhere. You know why? Because we're keeping the Sabbath holy. We're keeping it holy. God says that one day I want you to rest in me and know that on this day, I'm gonna take care of some stuff that you can't take care of. I find it interesting that upon this, upon this, this day, okay, that Chick-fil-A is the number one franchise in the history of the world and their combined income is more than all other franchises combined and they're the one that's closed on Sunday to operate the Sabbath, to honor the Sabbath. So again, let's know what God said and let's do what God said. That's the second thing, do what God said. If you're gonna be certain in uncertain times, you gotta know what God said and then say it so you can see it. And then the second thing is you've gotta do what God said. So again, very familiar now, but in the context of this world that we live in, Matthew seven. So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, it's not enough to be a hearer of the word. The Bible says in the book of James, be a doer of the word. Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be a wise man, far-sighted, practical, and sensible who built his house on the rock. And when the rain fell and the floods came and the torrents came and the winds slammed against the house, the viruses slammed against the house, the sickness slammed against the house, the house did not fall for it was founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish, Amplified Bible says, a stupid man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods and the torrents came and the winds blew and it slammed against that house. And the viruses came and the sicknesses came and we lost our job and we wanted to end it all and kill ourselves. Because if your house is not built on not only what God said, but if you don't do what God said, when the house falls, it's gonna be because it wasn't built on the rock. God's original assignment for us is found in Genesis, the first chapter and the 26th to the 28th verse. He says, let us make man in our own image according to our own likeness. Let's supernaturally endow them to bring light, to bring atmosphere, to bring heaven from earth, to bring structure to the earth. In other words, to build the life that they want, to have their structure right. Let's make sure that they know that they have the power to get the order right because we set the sun, the moon, and the stars to govern the, the world by day and by night. And that's how their life is when it's in order. And when they put God first, let's, let's, let's get everything moving in the right direction. Let's get their relationships where they're healthy, not unhealthy, where they're functional and not dysfunctional. And by the way, we saved the best for last. They will rest in me and keep the Sabbath holy and know that I will take care of them if they'll honor me just one of those seven days a week. It's huge. God's original assignment after he created man and woman and saw that it was good, 
The Bible says in verse 28 of Genesis 1, and he blessed them. I wanna say over your life, you're blessed. Come on, say I'm blessed. Look at somebody in that room where you are, say you're blessed. God's original assignment was to bless us and we are blessed to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. That's what God has called us to do. It doesn't change with a virus. It doesn't change with anything else. Let's do what God said and build our house, build our business, build our life on the rock. Let's don't back up, let's don't fear. Let's don't stop honoring God by keeping the Sabbath holy. Let's, let's, don't, let's don't stop honoring God by getting our life out of order, by not putting God first, by thinking, if I don't put God first, if I don't give God the first dollar of every, I gotta hoard and I gotta save, gotta buy more toilet paper, gotta get me more water. No, 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 no. Keep your life in order. Keep the Sabbath holy. Know what God said and then do what God said. And when the storms come and they will, your house will not fall, but your house will stand and it'll be stronger afterwards. Do what God says. And here's the last thing. Say what God says. Say what God said. Know what God said, what he's saying, what he will keep saying. Do what God said, what he's saying, what he'll keep saying. His word doesn't change. And then say what God said, what God is saying, and what God will keep saying. Jesus said, these words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Put an amen on that. Speak his words, speak the scriptures because the word of God is life. Hebrews 4.12 says this, the word of God is living and active. It's more powerful than any virus, any sickness, any disease, any calamity. The word of God is alive and it's active. The Bible says that God's words have life, they bring life. And that's why Jesus proved that in Luke the 11th chapter, when he spoke to a dead man called Lazarus and said, Lazarus, come forth. And guess what? Lazarus couldn't stay. He didn't even even have an option. The word of God, he obeyed it. He got up and he did it. He knew what God said. He did what God said. And then he walked out and said what God said. Romans 10 verse eight through 10 says this, but what does it say? The word is near to you. It is in your mouth. It is in your heart. It's the word of faith. Can we just talk? That's why I'm having a faith talk. Can we, what does the word say? The word of God is near to you. It's in your mouth. What word? The word that's alive. The word that produces life when there's death. The word that turns impossibility into possibility. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved from the inside out and also on the outside. You will be saved, delivered, sozo, S-O-Z-O in the Greek is the way it's spelled in English, that you will be delivered from everything. So if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you'll be saved for with the heart you believe 
unto righteousness, God's way of doing things, and with your mouth confession is made. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Come on, would y'all just stand up right now? Come on, everybody, just stand up right now. Say, I call on you, Jesus. Come on, just call on him right now. I call on you, Jesus. If you're watching after this, listen, we're not trying to be super spiritual here. We're just taking a stand. And the stand that we're taking is I'm gonna know what God said. I'm gonna do what God said. I'm gonna say what God said. I'm taking a stand. And while you're standing, I want to tell you that the word of God is settled in heaven. And when you say it, it rules everything on earth. Let me say that again. The word of God is settled in heaven. So when you say it on earth, it rules everything on earth. The Bible says every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is why I've made declarations all my life. And what we're introducing to you, and it should be on our 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 Elevate Life app, it should be available to you now, is I'm introducing some declarations that we are going to say as a church until this virus is gone in Jesus' name. And it's basically declarations, 14 declarations out of Psalms 91. And I want you to open the app right now. It's on the app right now. If you're on our website, it should be available to you right there. We're gonna make some declarations because we're gonna say what God said. Psalms 91, here we go, say it with me. I declare that I will dwell in the shelter of the Most High God. I declare that I will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Number three, I declare that God is my refuge and my fortress. Number four, I declare that you are my God in whom I trust with great confidence in whom I will rely. Number five, I declare for God will rescue me from every trap and protect me from every disease. Come on, y'all. Number six, I declare that I am covered and protected by his outstretched arms. Number seven, say it with me. I declare that God's faithful promises are my armor and my protection. This is right out of the word of God, y'all. Right out of Psalms 91. Number eight, I declare that I will not be afraid of terrors of the night, nor arrows that fly in the day. Number nine, I declare that I will not dread any disease that stalks in the darkness, nor any disaster that strikes at midday. That includes any virus in the name of Jesus. Number 10, I declare that because God is my refuge and the almighty of my home, no evil can befall me. No plague can come near my dwelling. Come on. Number 11, I declare that God has ordered his angels to guard, defend, and protect me and my house. Number 12, I declare that God's armies of heaven will keep me from falling. I will walk unharmed, can kick anything that is evil from my path. We take this coronavirus and we kick it to hell in the name of Jesus. Come on, y'all. We're not putting up with it. Number 13, I declare that because of God's love for me, I will call upon him. He will set me above my troubles. He will deliver me from all my fears. He will honor me with his presence and power. And number 14, I declare that he will reward me with long life and will show me his salvation. I want you to put your hands together right now. Come on, we just made some declarations for the glory of God.
I want you to get that copied. I want you to hang it in your house. I want you to declare it over your life every day. Because guess what? How are you certain in uncertain times? You got to know what God said and what He's saying and what He's going to keep on saying. You got to do what God said and what He says and what He's keeping on saying. And you got to say what God said, what God says, and what God keeps on saying. Hey, maybe you're watching this and you don't have a right relationship with God. Can I tell you, that's the first declaration you can make right now. You know what that declaration is? Just everybody say it with me. Just put your hand on your heart. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, I declare that I'm a sinner. I declare that I have sinned against you. I ask you to forgive me. I declare at this time in my life that I'm turning my life over to you. I give you my past, my present, my future. I declare that I am forgiven. I declare that I am blessed. I declare that if God is for me, who can be against me in Jesus name. Hey, if you prayed that prayer and if you made a decision for God, would you right now, if you're watching live, would you right now just let, let us know, hey, I prayed that prayer, I made a new decision for God. If, if you're watching this after it was live, I would ask you just to contact us, prayer at elevate.life and say, hey, pray for me. I prayed that prayer with Pastor Keith. I gave my life to Jesus. We wanna hear from you. We wanna hear from you. That's why we exist. We exist to connect with God and to connect with you and to connect with each other. Jesus said this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and love your neighbor as yourself. We wanna tell you, neighbor, we love you. We love you. I wanna to say to our church family, I love you so much. Thank you during this time for being faithful in your giving. Thank you for not doubting God. Thank you no matter what you're facing, when you put God first with your finances, you're putting God in a position to be Lord of your life. Don't play God, don't play safe. Don't, don't just tithe during the season. I challenge you, give over and above. You know why? Because we're proving God in our own uncertainty. Here's one thing I'm certain about. I'm 60, y'all. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, David said nor their seed begging for bread. In the name of Jesus, I pray that God would so bless you, that he would so bless our church, that he would so bless our church family, that any known need around us, we would be able to meet that need. I know that seems delusional to say, but isn't that what the church ought to be? Isn't that how the church ought to do? Hey, God said it. I'm gonna do what he said, and I'm gonna say what he said. And my God shall supply all my needs and all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Let the church arise and let every enemy and virus be scattered according to what God said. Well, I hope you get your communion right now with me.
And you know, in this time where we can't gather together physically, we are one in the spirit. We are one in the spirit. And I wanna invite you just to take that bread if you would and, or cracker or whatever it is you've got together. And let's, if I can get this open. You know, Jesus was at a pretty dark hour. It was way worse than a virus. He was facing death. And at the Last Supper, knowing what was coming, the Bible says in Hebrews 12, knowing the joy that was set before him. What? That in his darkest hour, knowing and looking to the author and finisher of our faith, knowing the joy that was set before him, he took the bread and he broke it. Let's break it together. If you got a little piece of cracker or bread, just break it. And he said, this is my body that was broken for you. We live in a broken world. Some of you have brokenness in your own life right now. The power of Jesus is that he was broken so you don't have to stay broken. And in his darkest hour, he was focused on you. And he said, take this bread, I'm the bread of life. And as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me that my body was broken for you so you could be healed. I speak healing to every person who needs a healing touch in their body in the name of Jesus. Let's eat together. He took the cup. He said, this is my blood that was shed for you. As often as you do this, remember this. By my stripes, you're healed. Remember this. I've taken your sin and I've washed it with my crimson blood. And I've taken it and I've thrown it as far as the east is from the west, deeper than any ocean. You see, nothing can separate you from me because of my blood. And as often as you do this church, even when you can't get together because of fear and virus and whatever, still get together, commune together. And remember this, in my darkest hour, I told you, everything's gonna be all right. And he says to you today, as often as you do this, remember, I died, but I rose again. I went through some stuff, but I went through some stuff. Let's drink together. God, you're so good. Oh God, you're so good. God, you're so good. You're so good to me. Sing it, Arthur. God, you're so good. Come on, he's a good God today. 
worship him right now so good yes you are lord god you're so good you're so good to me i am blessed come on sing it i am healed i am whole let's declare i am saved earth. God, you're so good. You're so good to me. Let me tell you how good God is. Natural, supernatural correlation, and then I'm going to bless you. Think about a dark room. Any dark room you could ever walk in. All it takes is one candle to light that room. It doesn't even have to be 25,000 lumens. It's just one candle that dispels the darkness. God said, let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and they glorify your God in heaven. I charge you in the name of Jesus, be lights like never before. I promise you, this virus is gonna stop in the name of Jesus. Let's be lights like never before. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our channel on iTunes and YouTube. That way, you know when a new sermon has been uploaded. Also, if this message has impacted you and you want to contribute to help us reach more people, feel free to go to elevate.life forward slash give. We look forward to seeing you here next time.